Abner Maris is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world, both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and man he is today. They chat about topics like the state of boxing, being a husband and a girl dad, sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Maris each week wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember you can always subscribe to our podcast on itunes google play TuneIn, stitcher or spotify and of course you can check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm here with my co-host, Andrew Mertig. It is Friday. What is happening, Andrew? It is good to be back for another episode of the podcast. Yeah, great to be back as always. I know this this last week was a little bit trying with the Packers' very rough performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but we're not the ones who, who bring the negativity, Kyle. We're, we're, we're the positive group, Yeah. I think. I think right. there's a lot of positivity to be to be had uh, with the Packaday podcast, but specifically us, right? And you and I get the advantage of literally flipping the page to the nice. next game. Did you like that sound effect? That was very expensive. <laughs> yeah, we are flipping the page to the. I I should have gotten an actual book so that didn't sound so cheesy. But uh, yeah, we're we're moving on. Mo- on to next week. As Bill Belichick would say, uh, and and we we have a a fun matchup to talk about, I think, and a a Houston Texans team that certainly has underperformed a little bit so far this season, but um, I I think it's going to be a, a good matchup for Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really important game, uh, an important week for the Packers to get back on track of what has been an incredibly successful season uh, thus far, with a little bit or maybe a lot of it, of a speed bump along the way last week. Um, but Andrew and I are back for plenty of optimism uh, this week. As he said, we're, we're positive groups. So we're going to talk about that. We did want to start with a little bit of a look around the league and some news that's taken place, um, as it especially pertains to the Packers. Um, the Vikings did some things today. Uh, we're recording on Thursday night. It appears the Baltimore Ravens have traded for the Minnesota Vikings pass rusher, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, the Ravens send a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 conditional fifth-round pick to the Vikings for Ngakwe. So uh, this is some news, I, I guess you could say here, Andrew. Yeah, doesn't seem like a real great use of a high second round pick to to invest six games for a player who really you know didn't make that much of an impact on the Minnesota Vikings. The idea that they are you know quote unquote tanking for a quarterback is kind of laughable too because I just think that they have too much talent on that offense to go three and thirteen or even worse than that whatever it's going to take to get Trevor Lawrence. So maybe they are the team that's destined to ruin a young quarterback like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I don't know. But 
This is why I'm always saying Packer fans need to be so appreciative of the run of greatness that this team has been on. You you look at teams like Philadelphia, like Minnesota, that go from what looks like Super Bowl contenders, like their window's wide open, to all of a sudden seemingly having to rebuild overnight. And you look at that albatross of a contract that is Kirk Cousins, and man, this team, they're going to have some tough, tough decisions to make moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, Rick Spielman's talking about this team and trying to find bright spots. And he says, hey, we've got Dalvin Cook. And I think, you know, they shell out that big contract for a running back and they're putting all their eggs, it seems like, in the Dalvin Cook basket. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where this this uh, franchise goes from here because they're seemingly committed to a coach. They're seemingly committed to Kirk Cousins, as you said. And all this comes on a day when the Vikings also announced that they lost Daniel Hunter for the season. Um, he'll have surgery on a herniated disc in his neck. So all the best to Hunter and his recovery there. But obviously, this is a very significant loss for the Vikings um, with the Vikings and Packers game coming up on the schedule in week eight. Uh, now Minnesota now down obviously two impact players on that defense, which will certainly impact their ability to rush the passer with those two guys. So um, big news there. More news here a little bit closer to home for Packers fans. Andrew, we have been talking about a certain tight end on this Packers roster for a long time with a lot of love. We've been saying Big Bob Tanyan for a long, long time. But apparently, we and Packers fans united were all wrong. Because today, the biggest news of the day was clearly that Robert is actually not a Tanyan, but he's a Tunyan. As as in Funyan or Onion, as in rhymes with John Runyon. In fact, he might just be Paul Bunyan. All right, this is a survey of Twitter today, if you were on at all. But, Andrew, how are you taking the news that Big Bob is, in fact, a Tunyon? Yeah, it's totally acceptable to me for people to pronounce their name however they want, even when it is so (laughs) obviously going against traditional English grammatical rules. But I will probably get this wrong the next hundred times I say it. So I will need your help to correct my mistakes. So much like I continue to say Pat Mahomes against Patrick's mother's wishes. (laughs) But what this actually reminded me of was MVS. Because, of course, we found out before last season started that he his name is pronounced Marquez, which, as I mentioned earlier, is totally fine. But... (laughs) He said no one should have assumed it was Marquez because their name or because his name has no K in it. So I just always thought that was a really unique way of looking at pronunciation. (laughs) Uh, People would not have to listen to this podcast for very long to discover that Andrew and I's forte is maybe not the English language. It's really remarkable that people actually let us talk. Um, But I actually, for one, thought it was. Marquez the whole time, but then you think about it, and I guess Marquette is spelled similarly and does not have that sound. So let's move on to things like football. We understand a little bit better than the English language. Does that sound good, Andrew? Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds a okay with me. Let's do that. Uh, let's get back on track. Today's show is about more than the Vikings' failures and Robert Tunyon's name. Andrew and I have a great show on tap. We're back for another round of key matchups and X-Factors as we get ready to shake off 
that week six loss and find victory against this Houston Texans team on Sunday afternoon. Andrew, you want to go ahead and kick us off here on the offensive side of the football? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go with the tight ends versus the Texans linebackers, and we don't know about Tonyan's availability yet. So this may end up being a heavy dose of Jay Sturmberger. But quite frankly, the Texans linebackers do not cover well. Benardrick McKinney's reputation is better than what his actual play has been this year. He's been a very middle-of-the-pack linebacker in the NFL. And Zach Cunningham has been downright awful. And this is a guy who is really good for several seasons. Uh, Cunningham right now is bottom four in the NFL in pass coverage from the linebacker position. And he is someone the Packers will definitely look to exploit when possible. So maybe that exploitation will come from the running back position, but I do think the Texans are more likely to drop a safety or a slot cornerback down on Aaron Jones than to let him run wild on this linebacking core. So they probably are willing to take their chances on an unproven Jay Sternberger or maybe even Robert Tunyon, <laughs> and it could lead to a big day for the tight end position for Green. Absolutely, that sounds I that sounds like a good position to watch for sure. I was thinking about you know it is an interesting position that the Packers are in because that position that's been so deep and had so much promise has become quite thin lately, especially if Mister Tunyon can't go. So um, maybe Lovett could get on the field this week and make some plays out of that hybrid. Uh, fullback role in absence of DeGuara or something. But interesting to watch that this week in those matchups with the linebackers. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Packers receivers yet again this week. Here I go. Uh, Devontae Adams is likely to see a lot of Bradley Roby in this football game. He's a legit talent at corner, and the Texans would be pretty wise to cover Devontae with Roby as much as possible. But um, after that, there are holes upon holes in this Houston secondary. Uh, Vernon Hargraves is the Texans' number two corner, and he's been playing like number two all season. Uh, Teams have been taking advantage of that matchup just about every week. He's given up big plays. So I don't know if it's going to be MVS or if we're going to see some EQ or Darius Shepard, but I think whoever gets targets past Devontae Adams is going to have a real opportunity in this game. Uh, It also cannot be understated how little confidence the Texans have in their depth at corner. 
Hargraves has been bad, as I said, and he's almost always on the field. But then the Texans are so hesitant to play their other cornerbacks behind him that they often end up with three or four safeties on the field when they're in nickel or dime. So I know the Packers like to run a decent amount of two wide receiver sets, getting more tight ends and running backs on the field. But especially if Mr. Robert Tunyon is not able to go in this football game, he's He's been dealing with that injury in practice all week, so it'll be interesting to see what his status is. I can see the Packers trying to spread out this defense with a few more three or four wide receiver looks to put a little bit of stress on a secondary that's already pretty suspect right now. Yeah, and then we're going to flip the, the to the key matchups on the defensive side of the field, and and I am finally back with my skill player obsession, Kyle. I I. I've taken a lot of time this year talking about interior offensive line play, and I'm done today. Yeah, and, it's good to have you that's, back. That's because the Texans wide receiver room is very exciting if you like speed, and boy, do I like speed. You have Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks who can absolutely make you pay over the top, and that's going to leave Randall Cobb with a ton of room to work underneath. And actually, Darren Fells and Jordan Aikens are better at tight end than most people realize, so... There's going to be a ton of pressure on Jair Alexander and Kevin King with lots of safety help over the top to take away those big plays. So so the underneath coverage is going to be incredibly important. And and therefore, enter Chris Barnes and Chandon Sullivan. The Texans are going to take those 8 to 15-yard gains all day if you don't tighten up the underneath coverage. And it's going to be up to those linebackers and Chandon Sullivan to do just that. And in case you think that's going to be an easy task, Barnes and then maybe we'll see Kamal Martin this week are going to also have to keep an eye on Deshaun Watson taking off and running. So that's going to be quite the challenge. And and that's, you know, the, the Texans stretch you vertically and then they open up a lot underneath. So uh, good luck, Packers. Yeah, it'd be nice to see Adrian Amos play a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. I uh, think that he'd be a, a candidate to help in that role, as well as someone like Oren Burks, as little as the Packers have seemed to trust him, has that athletic profile that could be good at keeping an eye on someone like Deshaun Watson. But we'll see what the Packers do, and it will be fun to get a little bit of Kamal Martin out there if that takes place. So lots to watch there. Um, the Packers defense really, really needs a get right game after last week's performance. Uh, really in order to shut up some of their critics this week. And it's been noted that the Green Bay pass rush has not been getting home as much as it was in 2019. That's pretty obvious. And when you're looking for where big plays are going to come from, you look for strengths. And then when they're matched up with a weakness. And my friends listening to the podcast today, right tackle Titus Howard is a weakness for this Houston Texans team. Howard is the 64th ranked tackle in the NFL per Pro Football Focus, and it's quite simply not going very well for Titus this season. And so while Houston has Laramie Tunsil on the blind side over there, he's playing very, very well. I think that Green Bay will be able to move their edge rushers around enough to get some really nice matchups against a a struggling Titus Howard on the right side on Sunday. And so um, I think it'll be enough to help this defense hopefully make a splash play or two to get things turned around and, and make some plays off the edge. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment, or an overbearing parent screaming words of wisdom from the stands, fewer than 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. 
whether it be 30 years of Hall of Fame QB play in Green Bay or 30 years of quarterback torture in Chicago, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for watching football. Yeah, and so we talked about our key matchups on offense and defense. Now we transition into X-Factors. And you and I, we, we talk X-Factors every week. Sometimes we hit home runs. Sometimes we, we strike out swinging. And, oh, Kyle, I'm about <laughs> to go back to the well here. No. Yeah, yeah. So I've picked A.J. Dillon at least one other time this season, maybe twice. I don't know. But I keep waiting for the Packers to utilize Dylan a little bit more. And we, we saw a really nice run, one of the few bright spots on, on offense in the um, you know last three and a half quarters of that ball game. And I think Dylan probably needs to be utilizing this game more than most because I think the Texans up front are struggling. And I think, you know, you're going to have some opportunities to wear them down with a hammer like A.J. Dillon. So I, I think, I think you know, the, the Packers are, are going to learn from some of the mistakes that they made against the Buccaneers. The Texans do have athletic linebackers in McKinney and Cunningham, like I talked about earlier, but they have been struggling unlike the Buccaneers. And so I think what you're going to see is that Matt LaFleur is going to have a game plan that is going to stretch the defense a little bit more using Jones um, to the outside. And I think that's going to open up some holes. So we might even finally see the package that I've been begging for with Aaron Jones taking the Tyler Irvin role and being the threat on the jet sweep with A.J. Dillon in the backfield. You get a little thunder and lightning, get the defense moving one direction, open up a crease for A.J. Dillon, and then, hello, um, you're going to have problems. So I don't think we're going to see a massive yardage game or a massive carry game from Dillon, but I do think he's going to have a few plays that make a big impact in this game. Yeah, that's a good point you bring up about Aaron Jones. Uh, just because especially Tyler Irvin is still on the injury report. And that's a big piece of this offense, and I think it'll be important to have that motion. Um, and I think he'll be a big piece of the offense on Sunday. I hate to say nice things about Peter Bukowski. Um, joking, I, I appreciate what Peter does. But um, he had a good point on Twitter today that if the Packers could avoid putting a lot of mileage on Aaron Jones in this game, it could help in the weeks ahead. And I think that that is a, a great place where you put A.J. Dillon in, even if it's eight carries or something like that, could make a big difference for this team, especially on the goal line. I mean, I, as a as an Aaron Jones fantasy owner, that pains me to say that, but he's a natural goal line back that you feel pretty good about giving those opportunities. So uh, definitely could be a big game for A.J. Dillon. I'm going to stick very close here, but I'm actually going to talk about Jamal Williams as my X Factor for this week. Uh, Greg Jennings is not calling this game this week, but if you are all confused at home, Jamal Williams and Jamal Adams are not the same player. Just so we are all clear, I feel like that needs to be said as many times as possible. Uh, The Packers are clearly missing Alan Lazard in this offense right now. Um, They may be without Robert Tanyan this week as well. So so not, not Tanyan. Nope. Oh, I did it. I almost made it all the way through. No. That was close. Robert Tunyon. Tunyon. Tundra. All right. Um, I get it now. It's like the word ton. Like, right. Like a ton of bricks. Tunyon. Okay. Tunyon. Yeah. 
Man, I I didn't get a chance to read a lot of Twitter today. So right. like these things are are dawning on me as we're recording. I'm just and I'm sure start, the audience really yeah. appreciates me just cutting you off mid thought. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna start spelling it with a U just to be safe, you know? Like let's do it. If he wants us to say it right, let's just go ahead and change his jersey. Like Tunyon. Let's do it. All right. Um, what was I saying? So I was just saying so the Packers, this offense, we missed Alan Lazard. I think the impact there has been it's left a gap and then we potentially are without Robert Tunyon as well. So to me, maybe Jamal Williams might be the third or fourth best receiving threat on this team, maybe. And I think we'll see him get some opportunities in this game, both in the running game, obviously, but then in the passing game as well. He's really showed off uh, some ability to be a better athlete and to be a better receiver this season. And so I'm predicting that we'll get plenty of swagger from Jamal Williams and maybe even some end zone dances in this one to boot. So I think we'll see. You've talked about Aaron Jones talked about A.J. Dillon. I think running game is going to be big in this game, uh, but I think Jamal Williams gets a little bit of a chance to show off this weekend. Yeah, really interesting that we seem to be on the same page there, uh, albeit with different players, but but certainly the same, sure. same thought process. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we are proven right coming up this weekend. So to end the show, do we want to talk a little trade here? Um, you know, there have been uh, all sorts of clamoring out there with the Texans facing the Packers this weekend about, you know, maybe Randall Cobb or J.J. Watt just sticking with Green Bay. Yeah. I, I, you just know, do it. Just do it. J.J. Yeah. Watt would be incredible as a Packer. No doubt that would be fun to see as a fan. The impact on the field would be huge. It'd be great for this team. The contract is a problem. I don't see how the Packers prioritize that financially. Um, it's it's a tough deal. Um, I'll let you go here in a second. But Randall Cobb, to me, is that would be such a fan. Like, it would be such a heartwarming moment, you know, if we were to able to bring Randall Cobb back, especially if the Packers continue to have success and he could be a part of another winning season and be someone that Aaron Rodgers feels comfortable, you know, getting the ball to. That'd be fantastic. Again, contract, what it's worth. I'm not sure that there's a lot there that, especially in a Matt LaFleur offense, can't be schemed up as far as production and those kinds of things. So um, I take the wind out of the sails. I don't think it's super optimistic that either of those things are going to happen. But um, Brian Gutekunst is going to be in every conversation, right? So what do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's really very many realistic trade scenarios out there. I know Andy covered it on the YouTube Packaday podcast mm-hmm. earlier this week. And so, you know, when when you look at some smaller contracts that, that may fit in um, with Green Bay's current salary cap situation, you can you, you can look at those as, as better options. I think, you know, both... Watt and Cobb, the contracts face uh, make it a serious challenge to try to orchestrate a trade for either of those players, Watt especially, um, and knowing that that's going to carry over into next year. So not only would you have to make some moves this year, um, but then you're not going to have that carryover cap space for next year, and you're adding on additional salary cap. So you're probably, you know, you and I have been talking all season long with with Kenny Clark wrapped up, you're probably realistically looking at the Packers being able to 
bring back maybe two of the four big free agents. And, um, you know, with the addition of J.J. Watt, you're probably not going to get more than one. And, and, and that would be kind of fortunate. Yeah, so right. um, that makes it really challenging. Randall Cobb poses a similar threat, but maybe on a smaller scale. So, right. you know, is the addition of Randall Cobb, who I think admittedly would fit in really well with this Matt LaFleur offense, is that addition going to be worth not having Corey Lindsley on this team moving forward or yeah. Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams? You know, I, I, to me, it's not. I don't yeah. think he he provides enough of an upgrade over somebody, you know. Obviously, Randall Cobb's better than Darius Shepard. I don't think I don't think we're trying to make that sure. point. But is he is he the difference in the season over a guy like Darius Shepard? Uh, you know, knowing yeah. that he's not going to come in until next week, it's going to take him a few weeks to get up to speed in the offense, and then. You know yeah. the the salary cap implications. Is is that enough of an upgrade to right. justify yeah. giving up whatever draft compensation you're going to have to, plus the impact that that's going to have on your salary cap long term? And I, I I just don't see it. That's a really good point that you just kind of slipped in there. That like Randall Cobb is familiar as he is with the Green Bay Packers. He's not familiar with this offense. And I think that that's a big deal. Like, I mean, we talk about the jump for Aaron Rodgers from year one to year two and the talk that he's basically admitted, this is a complicated offense that he's now loving, but it's taken a little bit of time. And all the offensive players from Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard have talked about the mental game that they tried to step up this off season so that they could play faster. And I do think you're right. Like it would take several weeks to get there. And Darius Shepard is an interesting player. You, we are together for that game in Green Bay when the Lions were, were playing, and they're a horrible play at the goal line. And I think that that kind of it, it tainted fans' memory of Darius Shepard because he had that what became an interception. I think that he could be a player that, as we work into the season a little bit further, gains a little bit more of a role um, for this team. So I'm excited to see what Darius Shepard can be. Again, not you know, not Randall Cobb. No one's saying he's going to become Randall Cobb. But um, I think that there's enough on this roster. Um, as much as we like to say the Packers should have drafted a, a wide receiver amongst Packers Twitter, uh, I think that they'll find ways to be productive and explosive in this offense. Yeah, so I wouldn't be altogether blown away if Brian Gutekunst made a trade for uh, maybe a, a smaller contract or a lesser-known player. I, I think, you know, Gutekunst is going to do his due diligence and be involved in a lot of these conversations, but the the actual, you know, realistic outlook is that it's probably not going to happen. So I'm certainly not going to get my hopes up <laughs> for a reunion with Randall Cobb or, or J.J. Watt coming back to Wisconsin, but... Um, yeah, we, go kick, we kicked this podcast off by saying how optimistic and positive we were. And then we close out the podcast by saying, but don't get your hopes up Packer fans. Cause it's not going to happen. So that's your, that's your Friday pack a day podcast for you. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> like I'm not optimistic that the Packers are going to trade for Tyreek Hill either, but right, you know, right, right. It's just it's it's difficult because you're you're not only managing the salary cap for this year, which yep. which I think I think a lot of people, you know, myself included, often think like, why isn't this team more aggressive? Why aren't they all in? But then you start thinking like, what is the impact of this two and three years down the road? And the other thing that we mentioned to kick off the podcast is the Vikings, right? And the yep. Vikings have been playing this game where they keep deferring things. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. the Eagles and the Saints are great examples of this. You can't kick that can down the road that far without yep. totally blowing your team up. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we don't want to see that happen when Aaron Rodgers is 38 or 39, right? Um, and and so I think these are things you, you have to think about. It's not just what is this going to cost in draft compensation, but there's a bigger picture to that as yep. well. Absolutely. So that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Remember to also follow at Packaday Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the podcast if you like what we're doing. You can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday. And we're going to be back next week previewing the Packers' Week 8 matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... is finally over football is back you might not be at a game this year but you can be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day every day Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.